The following presentation was recorded live by Voices from Jerusalem. We're on number 35 of the 48 ways. Ohev es hatuchochis. In order to live, you've got to learn to love. Ohev means he loves. Es hatuchochis is criticism. So what is love? Just to get the definition is worthwhile. The definition of love is to take pleasure in identifying the loved one with his beauty, virtue, good. And what's our pleasure? The pleasure is in the beauty and the virtue that we identify that person with. So if you love your son, you love his intelligence, his beauty, his uh, life, his anything beautiful, anything worthwhile, anything valuable. So love teichoches, it means to love criticism, is to identify criticism with a beautiful thing. It's just luscious to get criticism. How does that sound? Now, criticism both for yourself and to give others. Give others, that sounds a little better. But to get criticism should be a pleasure. Well, that's what you got to do. Now, focus your attention on this possibility. So, Dummy Clark, can you imagine where you would love to be told that you're not vivacious enough? You don't look intelligent. You don't look as if you're, you really mean it. You're not sincere. Can you imagine somebody telling you this stuff and, and you say, wow, great. Can you imagine that a fellow like Nixon, you, you know, he was light-skinned. He, he didn't like criticism. And do you know that he paid people to give him exactly that? They used to have a, an ad to, against Nixon. Would you buy a used car from this man? Right? <laughs> and he lost a lot of votes on that, right? And he hired himself a PR man who told him exactly what was wrong. And he, he really took it to heart. And he won the next election. So you see that the same thing that for you would be dreadful, and for Nixon it's a disaster. But under the proper circumstances, he actually paid for it and was delighted to hear what was wrong. So there is a way of focusing on criticism, and we can find it a delightful thing. The question is, how do we go about it? Okay, so the first of the how is, do exactly that. Let's list the times that we can figure out that we'd be delighted with criticism. So to start it off, it's like, if a business efficiency expert comes into a factory and he tells them that they, they're, they're wasting thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, Millions of dollars. The higher the sum, the more they say, wow, right? Now you try it. <laughs> you walk in there and you, you see something going wrong and you say, let me speak to the president. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to bounce you down the stairs so fast, right? Here you're paying money and you say thank you and here you're, you're ready to punch them out. All right, so B of this is, imagine it could happen to you, where you find yourself in such a situation. Can you imagine walking around Tel Aviv, you see, and looking for the Knesset, in Tel Aviv, looking for the Knesset, right? And you ask one guy, and he says, well, I don't know, and another guy, and another guy. Finally, a guy says to you, idiot, he says, the Knesset is in Jerusalem, right? Now, what are you going to do? You're going to say, you bum, that's the way you talk to a stranger, I ask you a nice question, yeah? You go, you blush a little bit, you say, you know, thank you, these bums didn't tell me I was nuts. Well, did it ever happen to you? you drove off with your door swinging in the car. 
and somebody's yelling at you, idiot, idiot, yeah? You look around and you see there's your door is swinging, it's open, yeah? And you thank the guy. Did you ever leave your wallet in the post office, right? And somebody comes after you and says, hey, dumbbell, look what you did, yeah? So what do you do? You hit him, yeah? Well, you say thank you, sheepishly. In your mind, you say, he doesn't have to call me a dumbbell. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't make an issue of it, right? We thank the man. There are times that the very same thing that we would be up in arms, the very same insults, the very same digging criticism, we are truly thankful for and we'll show our gratitude. All right, then you should take it the next step. That appreciate... There is a way at looking at all criticism in the same way. People can tell you you're dumb, you're wasting your money, you made a mistake, and they can tell it in a rough way or they can tell it in a nice way. But we can see that any criticism, if you have the right attitude, can be actually appreciated and you can be properly pleased by the fact that you were able to get your door closed before you were driving into... Main Street at 45 miles an hour, right? So number three is the logical step that you should take is figure out what makes the difference. What makes us eager for criticism? How come all of a sudden when somebody tells us that we're doing something which is utterly stupid, I mean walking down the street and leaving your your wallet on the table with, with all the money in it is a very stupid thing to do, right? And we blush, how come we're thankful? What is the difference? So A of this is that realize that when you clearly see the consequences of a wrong act, you're thankful. That wallet on the table or the money falling through your pocket because you have a hole in your pocket, you're very thankful for a person to point it out and get you out of your trouble. The Olympic runner who's taking the coaches harrying and nagging, right, is why? Because he wants to win. Nixon. Why Why did he take this? Does he have to take this? He's sensitive to criticism. But he wants to get elected. If you want the results enough, yeah, then you want anybody's advice of how to get there. See, of this is that when we feel we're in trouble, we go asking people, even though we don't have any idea whether they can help us. But when we think we're in trouble, we go looking for help. When you... Pay for criticism. When you invite it, you listen to it. That's the efficiency expert. Doesn't know. Let's see this consulting firm. Whether Maybe they can help us. All right, so number four is apply this to life and to Torah. Until now, we're talking about how can we see that we're eager for criticism and we can appreciate criticism, we enjoy criticism. And now you should take it the next logical step and apply it for living. So A is, want to live fully. Want to get the most out of life. Don't be complacent. You want to get pleasure every day. All day long. You want to use all your potential. You want to be efficient in everything you're doing, communicating in everything. Then anybody who has an idea of how to help you, teach you how to be happy. Hey, that sounds great. You know how? Let's hear it. Is that right? If a guy who is not crazy, he says, look, I'll turn your backpack into gold. Turn it right now, turn it into gold. What do you say? Not interested? Who are you? The essence is to be eager for somebody to tell you 
something which is implied a criticism, right? He's saying you're not happy enough. I'll teach you how. You don't know what you're living for. What do you mean I don't know what I'm living Wait a moment. I want to live fully. You got something? Yeah? Let me hear. B of this is the clarity of the wrong consequences. So get clarity. Making these mistakes is disaster. Making a mistake about what living is about. Making a mistake about what love is about, about how to use your potential. It's disaster. Not knowing how to deal with your children, that's disaster. You know it's disaster. Fighting with your parents is a disaster. Not being able to get along with your own brothers and your wife and your husband. If somebody's coming along and he's going to tell you, look, we'll teach you how to communicate. Come on. See if this is that, look, get in touch with yourself and you'll see that you are suffering. Suffer your ignorance. You do want to know what's wrong. You remember when you used to have dreams of being the star basketball player or somebody big or great? Yeah. Or zipping through college? Don't, don't just accept it. That's the way life is. Yeah. But suffer your ignorance. If you suffer your ignorance and somebody comes along, you'll give him a hearing. Okay. Number five is that <clears throat> look, there are also attitudes which make taking criticism less painful. So, B of this is realize that the pain is that I'm no good. Do you understand? What, what's the big problem? If somebody's talking to you about how five and five and another seven is equal to 17, and yeah, big deal. Yeah. But criticism is implied that you're no good. You don't know how to be happy. You don't know what you're living for. You're confused. You're, do, do you understand? And it hurts because we feel we're no good. If our parents tell us that, look, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Since it's reasonable, you show me I'm wasting my time. That should be the reasonable thing, right? But inside of that is, you mean that you disapprove of me. That I'm no good. I'm NG. Yeah. I'm NG. <laughs> That's where the weapons come out, right? So see if this is develop the attitudes that... That doesn't mean that if I made a mistake, I'm no good. There's no one that's perfect. Did you ever meet a perfect man? Anybody here meet a perfect human being? I've never met one, right? So that means that everybody you see is making mistakes. So do you think you're perfect? Big deal, one mistake. Let's get rid of some of our mistakes. Two, an attitude that will help you is teamwork. You know, never mind whose fault, let's get it done. You say I'm wasting time? So, okay, so I'm no good. Big deal. Now, let's start using the time. What is your suggestion? Where do you see I'm wasting time? Does that make sense? That when you have this, never mind whose fault, let's get, let's get the ball parked done. It can help in giving criticism, but it also helps in taking it. Focusing on results rather than what a shlemiel I am. Yeah? There are other... Attitudes like, I'm not an expert. You know, when you say, I'm not an expert, it makes it, I'm not an expert at living. Help me out. A fourth attitude that I would suggest is that if you realize that pain is passing and results are permanent, grit your teeth for a moment. It's like a needle. You know, it goes over. Okay, you think I'm no good. Mm. Okay, now let's see. What is it that you're saying? (laughs) Take the pain. All right, I got some disapproval. Pain is passing. The results are permanent. Okay, so let's hear. You got some ideas? Where, why, when, how? Do, do you see that these attitudes make the pain less? 
If you make it a whole big deal, then then it can ruin your day, your week. Somebody said something to you. If you have these attitudes, it will make the pain less. If you've gotten this attitude, I want to live fully, you'll say, thank you very much. Yeah. But the least you can do is take, take, it, take it less severely. Number six is that the best way of all, taking criticism, is what we call humility, anava. It's one of the 48 ways. At the essence of humility is never mind who's good, who's not good. Just stick to doing the right thing. We don't count. But B of this is that the set that you can have is, how would you advise someone to take this criticism? Take yourself out of the picture. You understand? If somebody tells you, look, you happen to be a very uh, selfish individual, right? And then that's striking at you, right? So if you put yourself in a situation, how would I advise a friend of mine to deal with such uh, a piece of criticism? Get distance. Be objective. Out of me. But B of this is, in action, I would say, and it's the same thing that we said before, love reality. Take pleasure in accomplishment. Take pleasure in finding new tools, new techniques. When a person is into that, then what's the difference where you get it and how you get it and how it's packaged? So C of this is that the best attitude for this, for this appreciation is if you can realize that the battle for life is the battle for sanity. The trouble with people is that we get disconnected from reality. We forget our purposes. It's a struggle for sanity. It's a struggle to hold on. You want What do you want? Hurting your own family, your own loved ones, wasting your own life because you don't know where you're going, wasting your time. That's dangerous. Be afraid of insanity. You'll be very happy. To find people to help you in getting a clarity. All right, number seven is that the best piece of advice, the single piece of advice that we can give you is don't wait for criticism, but go and ask for it. That's the assignment for today. We'll get back to it. Go and ask five guys that are, you know, that you've been around. Say, come on, friend, give me five pieces of criticism. You see, if you ask for it, you're going to poke the guy in the nose. Says, you mean it, right? Say, sure, go ahead. Tell me what's wrong. What's holding me back? So you ask for criticism. You'll take it. You can't say, what, what? You just asked me. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll have to take it with a certain amount of grace. Yeah. And a certain amount of seriousness. After all, a guy worked. He's helping you. He's telling you what's wrong with you. So you'll have to consider it. You see that you're sort of locking yourself into a positive attitude at finding out what's wrong with you. B of this is, that's the best way to get the best criticism. You see, occasionally one of our friends gets fed up with us, and he says, you blinking idiot. And that's isn't very intelligible criticism, you understand? And he's fed up, he doesn't say it in the most articulate way. He doesn't say why you're wrong, etc. And he upsets you, and you lost a good friend, right? Now, it takes an awful lot of stepping on his toes before he's going to do that, yeah? But if you ask him, then he thinks, now, how can I tell him that all the time he's using my he's using my radio and it annoys me, right? This is my opportunity, right? So you get to where you're being insensitive. And you get valid criticism, well articulated. Yeah. Now, as a side piece of advice is that if you do that assignment, you ask each guy to give me five pieces of criticism, the first piece, 
that isn't the important thing. That's just a warmer. You understand? The guy is taking aim. He wants to see what's going to happen. He's not going to give you the, the, the choice piece. That's a throwaway, you know? The second piece is a little on the target. I would say the third piece, that, the third piece of criticism, he tells you, that's what he wants to tell you. That's the important piece. You get it? So you see that you can get quality, that people don't, usually they won't come out unless you really frustrate them, and they're going to give it to you in a way that it's hard for you to, to figure out, you know, what's really wrong. But see of this is, the benefit is, that when you ask for criticism and you practice this, you'll learn how to deal with criticism when it comes unexpectedly. You'll learn how to take it from a boss, from a father, from a friend, when it comes unexpectedly, you'll know that, you know, it's, it's something, all right, I've, I've gotten pieces of criticism before, you'll know how to react. Do you see that that will work? Okay. Number eight is that you should make it part of your life. In Jewish consciousness, it's Jewish consciousness is what all Jews do when they were living as Jews. And it was impossible, you didn't know that before Rosh Hashanah, you went out to your friends and you said, come on, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Straighten it out. Before the new year, before the time of reckoning, how would you suggest that I straighten it out? Once a year, every Jew did it. B of this is that before Rosh Chodesh, a new month, every month you do it. Now, even in, in the United States, even Western countries, in a new year, there's a new year resolution. You take a reckoning, how much did you accomplish? Did you fulfill your plans? How can you do better? We say, don't wait for a whole year. Every 30 days before Rosh Chodesh, ask, ask your friends, ask them people, ask for criticism. Make it a part of your living. Number nine is that, in action, whenever you get criticism, I mean, until now we're talking about how you should go about it, but now, like the mice, what are we going to do? Every time you get criticism, so A, don't answer on the spot. Don't react. Don't defend yourself. Your instinctive reaction Squelch it. B of this is that what you should do is at least take it home. Think it over. Remember, this guy told me I'm selfish. Yeah? Is there a truth? Was he angry? What does he mean? Why did he say it? C of this is that if you have the gumption, try it out. Say, thank you very much. That was very kind of you to point out that I am selfish. I'm glad to do it. You'll flabbergast the opposition. D is that if you get into the proper spirit of that, yeah, you say, would you please tell me why do you see it's wrong? What disturbed you? Would you show me what you're talking about? If you get real gumption, right? That's the right attitude. Number 10 is that, look, you've got to realize that whenever you're confronted, whenever someone is saying... That what you're saying is wrong. If somebody says you're wrong about which side the PLO is on, every confrontation we look at is criticism. Do you understand? If you vote for Regan and I say you did a dastardly thing, that's criticism. But if I say Regan is a bum, yeah, that's also criticism. Any confrontation is criticism. So remember to react to confrontation the same way. The same reaction as if somebody said you're a bum which is don't react, take it home and think about it, and see, say thank you very much. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that people thought that Regan is a bum, as if you didn't, yeah. Thank you for your, would you please show me 
why you say so. Yeah. Number 11 is that you should go in for self-criticism. Don't wait until it comes to you. Did you wake up the right way? No? You want to correct yourself. Is that the way you should wake up in the morning? Groan, moan, look for the... Not too good. What can you do about that? What about eating? Yeah, you ate too much. You feel... It wasn't smart. No. So what are you going to do about tomorrow? Do you understand? You should go through. Come on. You want to straighten yourself out. Why wait for criticism to come from others? Yeah? Okay, now we're on the second section. Number 12 is love criticism for others. Yeah? Love criticism is not only to be able to be eager and accept criticism with pleasure because you want to live, but love criticism means love giving criticism. When you're walking down the street and you see a man hit by a car and he's bleeding, yeah? You wouldn't dream of letting him there, leaving him there, bleeding, and walking away. You'd try to help him. Is that right? We know that it's, you can't do that. Now, do you realize that a man who is arrogant is suffering just as much as the man who is bleeding? The man who's obnoxious, the man who's a nudnik, the man who's miserable is in the same trouble as a man who's bleeding. Then why do we just pass him by? And say, ah, can't stand that guy. You wouldn't want to walk around the world with a, with a bleeding guy, but you know that he's in trouble. You try to help him. Yeah? You have to help him, otherwise you're callous. You're not a human being. You go away because you don't have time for him, right? So don't let another human being be arrogant, callous, waste his life, be a drug addict. Come on. Don't let him make mistakes. So B of this is that there's a difference, you see. A guy who's bleeding, so he knows he wants help. You go to a guy who's obnoxious, who says, like, where are you from? And why, why, don't you, you, why don't you wear uh, your hair differently? You'll look better. And uh, He's obnoxious. Who needs him? But he doesn't know he's obnoxious, right? So you got to take it a step further, you see, and realize that if you see a guy hit by a car and he's bleeding, you know, blood coming down, and, he, and you walk over and you help, and he says, get away, get away. I, I gotta go, get away. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, uh, look, he doesn't want help. Say, the guy's really in trouble. He's in shock. You know, he's really in trouble. He doesn't even know that he's bleeding. You know, this is, this is serious. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, he's violent. Yeah. You say, look, I'll help you. You know, maybe you want to sit down, have a drink of water. Right? I mean, you, you try to calm him down and try to get him to, to someplace where they'll help him. Is that right? You don't take his objections as if, well, he doesn't want me to help him. You gotta realize that guy who's obnoxious, who's arrogant, he's in shock. He doesn't even know he's bleeding. He doesn't even know that he's got B.O., right? <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's in trouble. So your concern, your humanity tells you, you have to try to help him. The see of this is, I, look, we say that, uh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna help uh, people. I don't know how to give criticism. People don't listen to me, etc. You know, we're, we're upset. So that's okay when you see one guy hit by a car, you know, another guy hit by a car, right? But if you know that every day you're gonna walk out, you're gonna have, you're gonna have five accident victims lying on your stairs, right? <laughs> yeah? Then what do you do? Huh? You take a course in first aid. So if you're serious, you look around, you know people are obnoxious, you know people are miserable, 
They're bumping off their parents. They're bumping off each other. They're fighting with their fellow workers, right? You don't know what to do. Take a course in first aid. We could be spending all our time criticizing each other. You're looking in the terms of criticizing is up until now that you've gotten criticism, yeah? Yeah. And it's no damn good anyway, yeah? But if oh, no. if we spend all our time helping each other, boy, the world will be a, a heck of a good place, right? You're looking at it, spending all our time criticizing each other, and all we'll be doing is shooting each other for criticizing each other, and criticizing each other for criticizing each other for... But if we're helping each other, and we're accepting the help... Ah, Wow, right? Number 13 is that the Bible says, Kol avo motor any love that doesn't have correction is not love. See, people think that love is blind. We say to them, no, no. Love isn't blind. Love has got a magnifying glass. And to prove it, we say to them, who loves you most in this world? Come on. Your father, your mom. Probably my father. Who gives you the most criticism in this world? Most of us, you see, realize that parents love us the most in this world, right? And the one who'll tell you most easily that what you're doing is stupid and you're wasting your time and you don't know what you're doing and you're self <laughs> father and mother. Yeah. Now, why should that be? Because in as much as they love you, they are disturbed, they are hurt, they suffer the fact that you're miserable or that you're making a mistake. Do you see that? And if they care, they just can't walk by. They have to make an effort. It would pay to learn how to give criticism, but it's very hard to give criticism to one that we love in a really good way. Yeah? Because we care too much. So, if you love people, you criticize them. You try to help them. You try to straighten them out. you got to learn how, but you try. Yeah? So B of this is that realize and work at loving humanity, you will help them. Doing the actions of a lover will bring you to love. Take care of humanity. Take care of your friends. Try to help people. You'll start loving them. You'll pay attention to them. You'll see their virtues. You'll start loving them. Number 14 is that the basic appreciation that you should have is that if you see a man walking into an empty elevator shaft, you know you can't just stand by and wait for the results. Yeah, You've got to try to stop it. When you have clarity, there is no way that you can move away from that. So B of this is realize that it's clarity in anything. Can you imagine if you see someone holding a baseball bat like this and trying to hit the ball? You get it? How many swings will you let him take before you walk over and say, why don't you try it this way? Yeah? No, he was on the other team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, I think that even if he was on the other team, at first of all, you'd walk off the court and say, look, we were going to slaughter these guys. But even if he was on the other team, you'd say, listen, let me give you at least a try. Yeah. I'll show you how to, how to swing, right? You're going to uh, yeah. teach him how to hold it. If he's going to knock the ball out of the park, boy, you say, wow. <laughs> That's a good point, Alan. <laughs> Okay, when we have clarity, we can't do that. So C of this is work on clarity. Because when we have clarity, you know that a man is, is alienating his children. Work on that clarity. You know that he's alienating his children. 
Tell him. That's not the way to get them to change. You nag. It will only turn them against you. Look at the results. You know you want to. Get the clarity straight. Look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. You will. Which is worse, you see, to suffer, suffer a broken finger or uh, a broken self-image? Do you understand? You don't appreciate that this kid can be scarred for life. So number number 15 is learn how. Wanting is not enough because you can be counterproductive. So A of this is, look, it's one of 613 instructions at a mitzvot. Look it up. There's an awful lot of instruction, an awful lot that comes with it. But B is, let me tell you the most important things. The very word in Hebrew, you see in English it's correction. Correct someone. Yeah. In Hebrew, the word lahochiach literally means show him. It's the same word that we use to prove, which really should be show him. Don't argue him into the ground. To show him in a way that he has to see. So if you show this man, I mean, that's your goal. Your goal isn't to tell him off. If you think that your goal is, well, I told my children, I told them they're wasting their life. I got it off my conscience. That's not getting it off your conscience. You get it? That's not showing him nothing. On the contrary, you're antagonizing him. Yeah. So you've got to have the set. I've got to show this guy what he's doing in a way that he can understand. Otherwise, shut up. Is that right? If that means if you want to correct him. If you can stop him, stop him. You know, that's also true, right? But we're talking about if you want to correct, if you want to get this guy to get off this this beating up his kids or or in, insulting his wife or whatever it is that you want to get him out of, yeah, you've got to show him or you're not doing no good. You're just antagonizing him and getting him deeper into trouble. Is that right? Yeah? So, B of this is that the instructions that comes with this commandment to show him is the first thing that you got to do. The first thing you got to do is give ten potions of love with one potion of criticism. First, you got to reassure the guy. Look, I'm on your side. You know, I'm a friend. That's where parents make a mistake. They think that the children accept that. That's not... Yeah, but at the time... When you're giving them correction, you remember when you're when they're little children and you, you ask them to do their homework and they say you hate me, you're shocked. Well, I hate you. What are you talking about, right? <laughs> but right now it hurts them. You hate me, yeah. So we make a mistake. We have to remind them. Look, I want you to do your homework because I love you. I want you to know how to read and write. You don't appreciate what reading and writing is, but there's some day you gotta go through the whole spiel, yeah. Because you've got to reassure them I'm on your side. Otherwise, there's no showing. You don't even get their attention. You get it? The nine potions of love is to get a focusing on what you have to say. On their side, you like me, I'm a nice guy, you reassured me. Okay, so what, what's wrong? Yeah. If you can get this guy and you say, hey, you got a beautiful kid there and I, I know he's, he's really aggravating you and he's really suffering. And he says, yeah, I don't know what to do with this kid, right? Ah, asking you what to do with this kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, you say, darn, I know, boy, there's nothing frustrating as not knowing how to deal with your kids, yeah? Right? And he says, yeah, you're right. And you say, well, you know, I once heard, yeah, that if you reassure your kid and you say to him, look, you know, I love you, why don't you try it? Yeah. You get a better result. Why don't you try it one time? See how it works, yeah? 
He's listening. You see that? It might actually work. That's right. It might actually work. There are techniques. You get it? It might actually work. Yeah. But that definitely you need. You've got to give potions of love. Okay. Number 16 is that look at least for wisdom. You've got to realize that if somebody is teaching you about living, you feel criticized, confronted. Relax. Somebody's telling you that you got to love criticism. If there's something confronting about it, I'm doing the wrong thing, you're teaching me something, relax. you got to understand, every time you were getting a piece of wisdom that you didn't buy before, we look at it as a piece of criticism. Look, nobody's perfect. And even if you're doing something wrong, so you want to live. And nobody's threatening you. You've got to watch it, because every time you learn a piece of wisdom... You're looking at it as a piece of criticism. It's the same thing, like a confrontation. Like somebody's telling you you're wrong. Even though he's not telling you you're wrong. He says that happiness is an obligation. You hear, I'm wrong. Does that make sense? Relax, go through the steps like we said before. Hey, don't react. B, take it home, think about it. C, say thank you very much. D is say, please show me that it's so. Yeah? But B of this is... That, look, friend, it is criticism. Yeah? Take it as criticism. And remind yourself, you want to live. If it's true, you want to use it. You want to see whether it's true. Take it as criticism. Like if I'm telling you, you're wasting your life directly. You say, show me. I show you, look, you have an hour, two hours, you waste it. Is it a waste of time? You look at it seriously. Take it. As criticism. This is serious. If you should love correction and you don't love it, you're wasting opportunities. If you should be asking people for correction and you don't, you're wasting your potential. You're not getting feedback. Is that right? All right, just one more, and that's for living. Whenever you have a fight with your parents, with your wife, with your children, with your friends, with your boss, with your... Remember, it takes two to tango. Yeah? Look at it as criticism. There's something going wrong with you. To say, look, there's something bothering you about me. You're angry. Take his criticism. Say, thank you very much for taking note. Now, would you please show me what's wrong? But get it out of the way. It takes two to tango. It's your reaction that makes a fight out of it. Turn it around. And with ingenuity, you will succeed. Now, why do we need this? Look, we don't want to make mistakes. We want to straighten ourselves out. We want to get the most out of living, and we know we're not getting it. The best way is get some information from others who know you best. Get their criticism and turn to your parents. They will give you the best criticism around. They are devoted. Not the first one, the second. Third piece of criticism, yeah. Make sense? Okay, so as an assignment, my friends, as an assignment, we ask people, do something. You learn something, do something about it. So do something about it. Look, there's some nice guys here. Choose two of the people that you like best, yeah? Make it three, three of the people that you like best, that you know. Yeah, and you say, look, it's an assignment. I'm doing an assignment. Tell me ten things that are wrong with me, yeah? Now, if you get ten things, that's hard work, I know. I'm asking you to do hard work, Jeff, yeah. But after you get a list of ten things, you see, from each guy, just take the four that they agree on, yeah. And you know, and you know, boy, you should look into this. And maybe get some advice about how to correct 